They couldn't. The man said they couldn't. Is that right? I wrote in my Bible, they could have. Mm. Do, do, do you see this? Now look at verse 41. And Jesus answering said, faithless. Oh, uh-oh. And perverse generation. How long will I be with you and suffer you? Bring your son hither. He's not talking to the dad. Not talking to the dad. Talking to the disciples. Notice this. This is so important. They could have cast him out. They had recently been given authority over all devils. They had no faith in the authority they possessed. Whenever you hear somebody talking about how the devil's basically beating them up, they have no faith in the authority they possess. I feel an evil presence in my home. Why are you living with that? That's important. Forget how it got there. Where you may have made a mistake. If you sense it, what are you doing putting up with it? Amen. Yeah, it's kind of like head lice. It isn't bad to get head lice. The bad thing's keeping them. Right? It's, it's, it's not bad that the enemy launches an attack. The bad thing is to sit there and let him do it. Amen. Amen. Jesus, notice, he was not kind towards their lack of faith concerning their authority. He called them faithless and perverse. That, that's strong language coming from Jesus. Amen. Because he had given them that authority. Look at Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city uh, uh, and place whither he himself would come. In verse 17, notice, it says, And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And he said, I saw, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power, the word is authority, to tread, it's actually authority to advance, over all, on serpents and scorpions, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What, what's he saying? He's saying, it's not the authority you rejoice in. You rejoice in the standing with God that gave you the authority. The authority is just a byproduct of the standing. When you're born again, you're given authority. You walk in authority. All right? Authority over all the power of the enemy. And notice, and nothing, no power of the enemy will hurt you. Now we've heard that, and we read that, and there's people, Christians, that shout about that. Amen, that's right. But then right on the other hand, they'll talk about how rough the devil's making it for them. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Oh, hallelujah. 
A church with authority over all the power of the enemy should not be talking about the power of the enemy. And what the devil's doing in the last days. People will ask me, they'll say, well, what's going on in, in these last days? Listen, there are things that God said in the Word that were going to come to pass in the last days that we can't take authority over. We can't stop them from coming on the earth. We can stop them from affecting us. Amen. I, I, I can't stop what might come on my neighbor, but I can stop it from coming on me. Because I have authority where I'm at. Does, does that make sense? Jesus talked about what the Father had given him, what the Father asked him to do. I'm, I'm really going to encourage you to quit talking about the devil and what the devil's doing. Yeah, but look at, look at the shape the world's in. The world is in the shape it's in because the world has done it to themselves. You cannot keep rejecting God and rejecting His way and rejecting His word and rejecting His law and expect things to go good for you. But it's going good for us. Because we're in the kingdom. We have authority over that. When they start talking about a downturn in the economy, you take authority over it where you're concerned. I can't stop it from happening to everybody, but I can stop it from happening to me. Amen. I'm helping you tonight. Jesus said what the enemy did, John 10, 10. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Said what his desire was, what he would do if he was allowed. But he never talked about how much the devil was fighting. Matter of fact, he said, yeah, the prince of this world's coming. He don't have anything in me. The devil doesn't have anything in you. Think about that. Has nothing in you. He can't get a foothold in you. Because, because you're not in His kingdom. You're not under His authority. His authority has been taken away. He only can have authority over people that willingly submit themselves to Him. Hallelujah. And we're not going to do that. I say we're not. We as a church, we're not doing it. We're not submitting. Amen. You don't win one foothold. You don't gain one, one inch, not one yard. You get no victories here, devil. We don't feel sorry for you. We don't feel bad for you. We don't like you. We hate you. We despise you. Everything about you. Everything about your stealing, killing, lying, destroying ways. Amen. You're a murderer. You're a liar. You're no good. You're wicked from the core. And we hate everything about you. And you need to know that. And we're not going to give you any quarter. You come around us, we're going to cut you long, lean, and often with the Word of God. We'll run the sword of the Spirit down your throat and stick you up on a, on a stob. Yes, sir. Amen. People say those are harsh words. That's how you talk about the devil. There's nothing wrong with hating him. You've got to understand that. 
The devil kills babies. The devil kills innocent people. The devil destroys lives. He rips families apart. And he don't think anything about it. He's, a, he's crazy. He's a nut job. He's loony from the word go. He's a murderer. He's a thief. He's a liar. And the entity with the authority on the earth for a large part of time on the earth has sit and let the devil do what he wants to do. No more. No more. No more. No more. I'm not saying you were doing that or are. I'm saying we need to say no more of that. We know who you are. Hallelujah. Mm. He never talked about how the devil was fighting and how one day everything will be okay. He exercised his authority over all the power of the enemy all the time. And he expects us to do the same. He expects us to do the same. Notice we, we had read Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20, where Jesus said that all full, thorough authority had been given to him. And then he states... You go, therefore. That simply means in light of or in consequence of what I just said. You go and you do these things. In light of the fact that Jesus was given all authority, notice we're to go and teach people to observe all things that He commanded. Now, think about this for a moment. We, we are to keep an eye on what Jesus commanded to make sure we're doing it. Look, 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 look at Mark 16. Oh, Lord, I got about five minutes. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Mark 16, verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils. Now, I find that interesting. That the very first thing it said that a believer will do is cast out devils. Now, wait a minute. If that's the first thing that we would do, why would we talk so much about how the devil's fighting? When he said the first thing a believer would do is cast the devil out. Well, pastor, it's just not that easy. Well, if you don't believe in your authority, you're exactly right. But you hear people talking about strong devils. Oh, that, you know, there's certain devils just strong. Oh, they're just, oh, they're strong. Hmm. Poor old Jesus didn't know that. He, he gave unsaved men authority over all devils. They weren't even saved. They were operating on purely delegated authority. They were just going by faith in what Jesus said. And, and you and I have the four Gospels, the Pauline Revelation, all kind of references in the Old Testament 
to tell us about the authority we've been given. We are new creatures in Christ. That God Himself dwells on the inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are the dwelling place of meeting. We are the tent of meeting. We carry the Shekinah glory of God around on the inside of us. And people act like that unsaved men have more authority than we do. And they're always saying, well, if we could just do like the disciples in, in, the, in, in the Gospels. We're supposed to do more than the disciples did in the Gospels. We're supposed to ha- understand more about the authority than they did. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Whew. They'll take up serpents. They drink any deadly thing that will not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick. And they'll recover. Verse 20, they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So the very first sign that would follow the believers casting out devils. We're to preach this gospel to the world. Many will say the gospel is simply good news. But notice what the good news is. And you got to read your Bible to see this. Notice what the good news is. Every time they preached after the day of Pentecost, they would preach that Jesus was born a man that He died on the cross to obtain eternal salvation. He rose from the dead, but then they would always mention this, and He is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's what Peter preached in Acts chapter 2. You you, You took Him, wicked and deceitful men took Him, and you killed the Prince of Life. You killed the Author of Life. Amen. But He said, He said, but God raised Him from the dead. Because it was not possible that he should be holding of death. Why was it not possible that he could not be holding of death? Because Jesus didn't go to hell without authority. He went to hell a sinless man that had already been given all authority. He went to hell to pay the price. That that makes it even more wonderful. He went to hell with authority over hell and suffered in hell for you. And rose, took the keys of death, hell in the grave, and rose and said, Now I have arisen and all authority. Look, I have the keys. I have all authority. And then he gave it to us. Mm. The full gospel is not preached without the authority part. People say, Well, we're full gospel. We speak in tongues. You are not full gospel if you don't believe you have authority over the devil and exercise it regularly. Because you can speak in tongues, and if you don't exercise your authority, then, then I'm missing part of it. Look, look, look at Ephesians 1. I'm almost done. Whew. Ephesians 1. Make sure I only got about four pages of notes. Ephesians 1, <laughs> there's no place to stop. When, when you get going on this road of revelation, it's where, where do you stop? We just won't. We got the rest of our life to do it. <laughs> Ephesians 1, verse 20. This is talking about the mighty power. Notice which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, the seat of authority. Far above all principality, power, might, dominion, every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The church is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. 
So Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father in the place of authority far above all power, might, and dominion. Notice that. All things are under His feet. Now, people don't have a problem shouting about that and amen and that. Yes, that's right. Jesus is, is seated at the right hand of the Father far above all principality, might, and power, and dominion. And all things have been put under Jesus' feet. Glory to God, the devil's fighting me, just beating me up, just running me roughshod. There's nothing I can do about it. Now, notice... And he is the head of the body, the church. Is that what he says? And gave him to be the head over all. He's put all things under his feet, gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. The church is the body of Christ. The church is the fullness of Christ, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The church is the fullness of Christ. Christ has full authority as the head. Is that right? The church as His body is the fullness of Christ. He lives fully in His body. You can't separate the authority of the head from the body. Can't. The authority that we operate in is the same authority Jesus operated in on the earth. He did not have a better, bigger Superior authority than us. People say, well, you're putting yourself in the place of Jesus. No, I'm not. Jesus did. Jesus is the one that gave us His authority. Amen. Now notice this. All the authority given to the heads, given to the body. And that's how Jesus could say, notice, I am with you always. And that's how the disciples went everywhere, the Lord working with them. And it says they went everywhere, the Lord working with them. But wait a minute. How could He be working with them when He was in heaven at the right hand of the Father? Because He had already imparted something to them. When you're operating your authority, it's the Lord working with you. And it says they went everywhere preaching the Lord working with them, confirming His word with signs following. Amen. The head and the body are not in separate places. See, here's something I got to touch on this before we go. We're just going to hit pause because I can't get into this. You think you're just here. But you're not just here. Now hang on. You're seated with Christ. Well, how can I be seated with Christ and be here? Hallelujah. It's called the power of God. I am seated with Christ by virtue of being in Christ. I am seated at the right hand. Now, now this is where it's important. So, where are you seated? The same place Christ is seated. Where is He seated? Right hand of the Father. In what position? Far above all principality. All might, all power, all dominion, every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So you not only have authority over this world, you have authority in the one to come. Amen. 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 Do, do you see this? Now, now I'll caution you because I, I'm a good pastor. And I'll caution you. 
The enemy doesn't like our authority. And he wants you thinking things like, well, who do you think you are? And that's what he'll even say. I've had people say that to me. Well, who do you think you are? Well, who God says I was. Amen. If you have authority, and we do, we have it now. It must be exercised now. Every, every aspect of your authority is designed to be used right now. Amen. I'm just going to say what the Lord's telling me. You, you got to walk into your child's room, whether they're there or not, and you got to take authority over those things that may be trying to influence their thinking, and you got to put a stop to it. I'm putting a stop to this. You're not going to hinder my child anymore. That's my child. And you're not going to hinder him anymore. Amen. Amen. When I laid hands on Lily the other night, she, she had a, a little fever going on. When I laid hands on her, I wasn't nice. I said, who you think you are, you fever? Who you think you are trying to come on my child? Get out of here in Jesus' name. Amen. You talk like that? Yes. Because you are trespassing. Amen. If I come out of my bedroom and walk down the hall and there's a stranger in my house, I'm not going to go, excuse me, sir. <laughs> hey, get out of my house. Get out of here right now. Amen. Well, what if he don't go? I got a little friend that will help him move along. <laughs> because, you, listen, you can walk out or get drug out. Now, now you, you understand my thinking there? That's how the devil is. You need to let the devil know. I can't stop you from coming and knocking on the door, but I can arrange for you to limp going home. Amen. Because I'm in authority here. Don't come knocking on my door trying to hawk your wares because I'm not buying. I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in your sickness. I'm not interested in your poverty. I'm not interested in, 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 your, in your oppression. I'm not interested in your depression. I'm not interested in your failure. I'm not buying any of it. You're leaving. You're going. You're going. You're going. You're going. You're, 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 you're not going to affect my children. You're not going to affect my marriage. Amen. You need to say that out loud right now. Say this out loud. My children will not die, but they will live and declare the works of the Lord. Say it out loud. My children will serve the Lord God all the days of their life, and it will be well with them, and they will live long on the earth in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's how it's going to be.